futuristic dance pattern. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm sitting here around the table with the Crown Killers. Yes, they have a name. All right. So you guys know who's playing. We're going to go around the table and we're going to tell everybody your character's names, your character's race, your character's class. And we're going to tell everybody what your character would do as a job if they weren't an adventurer. Okay. My boy, Drew. His name is Drew Ede. He's a druid, a variant human. Uh, as a job... Because of his wild shape, he'd definitely be something on a farm, some sort of farmer, zookeeper type, loves animals, anything to do with animals. Very nice. Shavi, you're up. Shavi, the halfling rogue. And if he was not an adventurer, he would, I like the idea of a jockey here. Otherwise, he'd be like a bank teller, but he can't see over. Butcher? So pretty, good with, I don't know. pretty good with knives? Knives. Butcher? Yes. Or in a circus or something. <laughs> Very nice. I know I said you'd go last, but we're going around the table. Yeah, so. that was rude. Yes. Like, uh, je suis undu. I reckon he'd be, oh, well, he's a high elf rogue fighter. I've multi-class now. But boom. And I reckon he'd be, you know, those dudes that are in those high-end, like, fashion stores that are like, uh, what do you want? <laughs> like, legit. I reckon if he was an adventurer, he'd be, like, chilling in Dolce & Gabbana or some shit, telling, like, 50-year-old nice. ladies Hot to bash something or get out of my face. <laughs> Would you like a biscuit? <laughs> You're up, uh, Achilles, and I'm a Goliath fighter, and I'd definitely be a Coles pack in nutshells. You don't need a forklift when Achilles is around. Exactly right, man. No pallet jack, no nothing. It's just no. straight down, <laughs> dropping shit on the top. Shelf. He is the jack. All right. You, if it's a, if it's too heavy, use a machine. I am the machine. Mm. Literally, I <laughs> yeah. am the machine. Yeah. All right. With all of our introductions done, we're going to get our story underway. So since the last time we saw these adventurers, they have been very busy. Throughout the streets of Cadmia, their name has been said throughout the ranks of the Unseen to many's dismay, but also to the pride of many in the Unseen as well. Drew, Shavi, and Jesui. You guys have performed a variety of jobs for the Unseen over the past few days. Dragon has given you many opportunities to prove yourself in which you have gleefully done so. As a result of that, you're becoming more and more trusted. You're getting more and more missions that require more dangerous expertise. And you're also getting some enemies within your own ranks as a result. But our story doesn't start with these three. It starts somewhere else in Cadmia. It starts at the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. We're a humble <laughs> bouncer. Where a humble bouncer, known as Achilles, a Goliath fighter, stands at the door, arms folded. Achilles, since you've arrived at the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild, you've seen a various amount of clientele coming through its doors. Some you've thrown out of those doors, but most you have let in. Arden Cassian has graciously given you this job. And it allows you to put some of your skills that you have gained through many, many battles into work for some money. During one night time, you watch as a dwarven companion of the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild known as Halrod. Forlornly makes his way towards the door. He looks busted. He looks bruised. Some parts of his body look burnt. He moves through the door. Gives you a nod of recognition and you watch as he makes his way up the stairs and disappears for a while. The early hours of the morning, it's cold. And it's really, really silent around here. As you make your way inside and make your way back up the stairs of the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild, you go into the war room where you can see this massive mahogany table and a fireplace towards the end of the room that seems to be just on its last embers. You see Arden standing over the fireplace. You've seen him many times before, but he's tall and slender. Slight muscular build upon his frame. You can see a brown mop of hair and he's just starting to grow those starts of a moustache. Where usually he had a five o'clock shadow. 
As you look towards him, he's got like one hand up on the wall and there's this massive package on the table. As he turns to you, Achilles, he sees you in the room. He says, you've done well here, Achilles. You've kept our tap room safe. How are you feeling here? Bored. Well, that I can understand. I think you've gained enough trust for me to give you a mission of great importance. Would you have a seat? I prefer to stand. Very well. He takes a seat. And you watch as he says, This weapon on the table. Have you ever seen anything like it? I don't know. It's wrapped in cloth still. Well, you're welcome to unwrap it. (laughs) Alright, so as you move over to it, you take the, the cloth off of it. And as you unwrap it, you can see this dark black iron mace and you can see these uh these red lines that go throughout it and glow and you can feel an intense heat coming off of it it looks pretty deadly he says to you this this is an artifact of chaos this artifact mythologically speaking was gifted to the champions of the titan of darkness this weapon was wielded by some of the forces of darkness during the great god's war The champions that wield it usually do so in a deadly manner. Whoever was wielding this, well, their life has come to an end thanks to the adventurers here. I need your expertise, Achilles. I've been doing some research, along with Siraj at the Wasoni Institute. And it has come to my attention that another of these vestiges, these artifacts currently resides within Cadmia. A weapon of great destruction. Wielded by somebody who's probably ignorant to its power. person that is rumored to have these, so the speakings around the taverns go, is a man named Jesui Hundu. The weapon he resides is called the Crown Killer and it was last seen in the hands of Delnak, the outcast. So if he has this weapon, an alliance may already be struck between the two. And that is an alliance that we cannot afford. We need to stop it immediately. However, I need Jusui for another reason. Through my research, I found that he is a high elf. Not only that, but he is a member of the Foreign Legion of Angels. Some call him the Angel of Death. He is one of the few that I know that is still in contact with Almira, the city above where the High Elves reside. In the coming time, we're going to need allies. And if he can open a channel of communication on Almira, then we may have hope in the coming strife against Elnak. I need you to bring Jasui to the Odyssey. I need you to bring him here alive so we can talk to him about this weapon he possesses and hope that he contacts his people on our behalf. You said you were bored. This is your chance. Where can I find They do a lot of work for the Unseen, so I'm told. Which means that their whereabouts is usually hard to track, but they hang around in taverns in the Dock Ward. The most favourable one of which lately has been the Groping Marlin. You'll find it as a worn-down ship converted into a tavern on the eastern side of the dock ward. If you make your way there and wait, they'll show their face eventually. You keep saying they, I'm assuming he has a party of friends. He usually travels with two others. A halfling, deadly with a blade. And a dog-ugly man whose powers I am unsure of. All members of the Unseen, all should not be taken lightly. Remember, I'm sending you on this mission alone. If it becomes too dangerous, you may report back to the Odyssey and no shame will come of you. 
Whispers have reached my ear that these three are a serious foe to contend with. They take their job incredibly seriously, and they get results. The other two members are inconsequential. But just know that you should not kill them unless you have the need. He looks to you and says, I trust that you will see this through. To the groping Marlin. So you watch as Achilles turns and leaves. His lumbering footsteps moving his way out of the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. You look back towards the door that you'd been guarding. A post that had suffered you with boredom. You're free of it. So as you turn and head towards the dock ward, we cut to three individuals during the night. Now previously before that, you three individuals found yourself in a very familiar room. A darkened room with a single spotlight poking down onto a table. And opposite the table, you see Dragon. He looks to you and says, Tonight, there's a fight occurring. A fight at the freighter's pit. Now I know what you're thinking. Drew, Shavi, Jasui. You will not be participating in this fight, no. But many of the nobles of this city will be in attendance. It is an underground fight. So they will have no alibi to tell the city guard as to where they were when their possessions went missing. One such person that's attending this fight is a man whose name is Rum. Gustav Rum. He is a known racketeer and a loan shark. Many of our members of the Unseen and their families owe him money. We want you to go and steal it back. We also want you to steal his ledgers, because that is where he keeps his records of all of our names. Now, if you steal this money, you'll be doing us a great service. Do you accept? Drew's just made a little note, and he's put, Gustav Rum, steal all his shit and ledgers. Now, we... Also the shit. He's going to have a lot of shit, as you say, so you're going to need one of these to carry it. And he hands you over this bag, and you can see that it is it has a magical essence. It's very small and looking unsuspecting. It's a bag of holding. Does it hold yeah. things? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's you? literally called a bag of holding. Okay, who's going to hold the bag of holding? Who wants it? Does it get heavier? <laughs> Look at you, Drew. I'm Drew, happy to hold it. You, you carry the bag of holding. It doesn't okay. get heavier. It, it requires a... Uh, it can take a certain amount of weight, but you, it's basically a Mary Poppins bag. You can put lots and lots of shit in it and only carry the weight Excellent. of a bag. I got this. He looks to you and says, It looks unassuming, but you'll be able to fit as much gold as you would like into there. Now remember, the gold is important, but the ledgers more so. You need to destroy <laughs> these ledgers. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the unseen, boys. Okay, okay, okay. okay. We destroy the ledger. Yes, sir. He gives a nod. Destroy or bring back to you? We would like them to go missing. Burn the entire house down? We did that already. With him in yeah. it. As you say this, <laughs> we cut away from that room to a few hours later where you are entering the household of Gustav Rum. As you're standing in this house, you move your way up to the top office having already bypassed the guards and having already made your way through the estate. You're standing in the room and you can see a large mahogany desk. You can see those stone walls around you of four and two windows that seem to be behind the desk. On the back wall above the door, you can see what looks like a flower arrangement and the wall on the left has a large portrait and there's a rug on the floor. You know you were told in this room that a safe resides. What would you like to do? Roll a perception check. So much room for activities. 22. Okay, so as you look around the room, your companions by your side just sweet. You can see that there's this smell that's coming off of it, almost like a perfume. It hits your nostrils and it's quite nice. You know this exudes richness. Dracon right? Indeed. Ooh. As you look towards the left, you can see a large portrait and you can see that it seems to be a jar, like a skew, and it's putting your OCD off. You look at it and you're like, that's wrong. And you, as you move towards it, you can see that there is a coloration difference 
between the portrait and the wall. And this portrait is pretty massive. It's like eight foot tall. So can we I- fix it up. We think there might be something behind it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna take that off the wall. And- okay, so as you take it off the wall, you can see this large metallic safe that seems to be behind it, res- uh, recessed into the wall. As you do take it off, you look at the you look at the image of Gustav Rum, and you can see that he's this very corpulent fellow with this tiny little strip of facial hair that goes from his bottom lip to the bottom of his chin. As you take it off and lean it to the side, you can see this safe has one large spool of a handle on the top, and it looks like the iron door is extremely thick. Finger guns. Finger guns, because I've got my lockpicks. You watch as the tattoos flare on your fingers, gifted to you by the Blade's brother, Freudenscore. And as you get these lockpicks out, you move towards the front of the lock. Can you please make a lockpicking check for me? I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder first, and I go, you got this, buddy. And I cast Guidance. Give yourself an extra 1d4. 20. So as you move these lockpicks around this this spool, you open this sort of hatch up and you get into the inner workings of it and you get your lockpicks in and you just conveniently unpick the pins and the barrels of the of the lock. You hear them move into place and you guys hear this clunking sound as just we spins the wheel and it clicks and as it clicks you watch the door just <laughs> pops open. Uh, voila. Uh, while that's happening... Uh, I'll get Shavi to roll a perception check, please. As your allies are working this safe, you go to the two windows to the northern side and you look down and you can see that the estate grounds lay beyond this window. You guys are currently on the first floor. And as you look down, you can see a guardhouse. The guardhouse that used to house two guards. Two guards that are now sleeping around a table because of your sweet. As you look towards that, you just keep a weather eye in case they wake up. But you hear the lock click and the door open as it opens you can see that this safe is full to the brim of gold get the bag get the bag get the bag get the bag and just start pushing gold I whip the bag out all of it quietly all of it can you two please roll athletics checks to see how quickly you get this job done I'm gonna give myself guidance <laughs> both of you with vigor move this gold into the bag and it's almost like as you do you hear it clinking into the, into the bag but it's disappearing and you're thinking to yourself, what is going on here? But as you go to reach in, you can get all the gold out as well. Uh, as you look towards the safe now, probably after 10 or so minutes, the ledges do appear to be in the safe. And then back there seems to be a second drawer that you sort of slide open. You can see a thick binder that seems to be leather bound. Yeah. And as you open it, there is like a thousand names in here. Yeah. Ooh, so cool. I grab Make them. them we could just start throwing everything into the bag because the bag's it's up to 500 pounds and 64 feet. And cubic feet of stuff you can put in it. Oh, yeah, we're fine. So you can just throw everything in it. Yeah, but we're just destroying the ledgers. Are we the destroying ledgers? the ledgers? What, do we want to get in and get out quickly? Or I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm mushering. Yeah, let's like get it and okay, get out. Okay, fuck it, throw them in the bag. First, yeah. can we write and some funny can... names on it? Like huge ass. Huge ass. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa <right>. Green. Ledgers <laughs> in the bag. Is there, is there anything else we want to steal in this office? Roll an investigation check. Oh. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Anybody else want to look for things to steal in this office? You watch as just Sui goes to move towards to look around this office, but he catches a reflection of himself in the window. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop looking. He watches he strikes a pose, flexes his ass, shines his boot. Um, if you two would like to roll a check, you can. Definitely. Squizzy. Looking with your eyes closed. I also saw uh, Jessui's reflection in the mirror <laughs> and saw nothing else. <laughs> Okay, so Drew, as you begin moving your way behind Jesui, you go and just flex a few muscles as well and think you're way prettier than he is. Shavi, <laughs> you can see a large ruby that seems to be used as a paperweight on the desk. Yoink. In the bag. You take no, that's it. in my bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're just looking <laughs> at your reflection, bag. but you look <laughs> over your shoulder, Shavi. <laughs> you look over your shoulder, Shavi, and you can see that the others are just distracted, so you take this gem and put it in your pocket. <laughs> Piece of candy. However, as you two are looking at yourselves in the reflection, you look down to where the guards were, and you can see they're not there. Oh, so we think they might be on the way up, and see that the two uh, guards that were around the table are now gone. All right. Well, I guess I, I, I look Shall at the two, and yeah, I think maybe we should try and get out. And I'm gonna cast pass without trace, Ooh. which uh, gives all of us a plus ten bonus to dexterity. Or an hour. 
Snake boy. Yes. Right. <laughs> Just a measly little plus 10. All right. Yeah. What are you guys doing before you leave the room? That we yep. Close the safe, put the picture frame yep. back. Yep. Yep. Almost as close to the exact same position. Yeah, yeah. Where it's a little yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of you can roll a sleight of hand check to do this perfectly. I will. Can I assist one of them? You can assist to I give will advantage. Yes, we. Yeah. The heavy portrait. Well, wait, what are we rolling, Dex? Sleight of hand. It'll be sleight of hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I got that. 21. You guys align this portrait perfectly. Take a stand back and you can see that your work is brilliant. As you do, you sort of snap yourself back out of it due to the fact that you begin hearing the unmistakable sound of barking dogs. <laughs> Just coming from the distance in the yard. You think this is the time to move. So you start rolling your stealth checks now as you all dart out of this room. D-F-O. Make sure you plus 10 for pass without trace. Not 20. Very nice. I am the stealthiest motherfucker alive. So that's 30 base plus your stealth. What's your stealth? 36. That's probably the highest stealth roll we've ever had on the podcast. I am invisible. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, where'd Jess we go? I got 26. You look around, the only thing that's left is his boots. Yeah, basically Harry Potter. 26 with it all together. All right, so we got 26, 36. 18. 18. So fuck me, Drew. So as you begin exiting, you make your way back through the estate the way that you came in. You get to the large window that you guys had propped open and you climb back through it. And as you do, you look around and you can see that there doesn't appear to be anybody around you. You make your way to the first hedge and you duck behind it. And then you start to hear the dogs getting louder and louder and louder. You watch as they wheel around the corner, probably 150 feet away from you. And you watch as three of them continue to run past towards the eastern side of the mansion. And you watch as one of the guards rounds the corner as well as another one following the dogs. So one guard seems to be moving towards you guys at the moment, and he's probably about 50 feet away and closing, but you guys are hidden behind this bush at the moment. What would you like to do? Do we think we're going to be able to uh, get past him, or there's no way we're going to be able to get past without him sort of seeing us? Currently, your exit is Mm -hmm. about 45 feet in front of you. It's a hedge that you need to scale or Mm -hmm. get over, and then you can also see probably 45 to 50 feet and closing to your right, the guard seems to be walking towards around the perimeter of the building. Let's wait. Can we wait until he goes and past? And if he goes past, if not, we're pulling him in the bush. Okay. Pull him in the bush and karate yeah, chop yeah, him. Yeah. Real good. <laughs> <laughs> Might be where I think we introduce one of our plays. We've got quite a few little strats between the team where to make it really easy for us to run plays like that. So we happen to actually have one called Fishy. Shh. Which means we literally all hide and then rush out and jump, jump this guy as he comes past. So instead Very of having cool. to do finger hands and symbols, and everything, kind of just look at each other. And I think we just do a little, we know what's going down. All right. Finger goes to lips and you make the sound and you all nod in agreement. And you watch this guard get closer and closer towards you. You watch as he's holding this torch above his head. He looks very suspicious and he's searching for something. He looks towards the bush that you're in and he looks puzzlingly. And he begins getting closer and closer towards it. He gets 10 feet away and he stops and he looks, holding up the torch to get a better view. He gets a bit closer and you watch as he takes out his spear and attempts to poke the bush. Now's the time. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to grapple him? Yeah. yeah. So all of you can roll a grapple check and he'll try to escape three times. So Drew, you're the first one out of the bush and as you rush out with gusto, you get <laughs> me gusto. You watch as this guard takes a step back and Sparta kicks you back into the bush. You begin falling into the foliage, but then you watch as Shavi jumps out of the top of it, gets onto his shoulders, swings around his neck and just swing. You just football tackle him around the waist and just get him directly around the the waist. He gets grounded and uh, at that point, Drew, you get back up and start dragging his feet into the bush and you guys are all sitting there now. This guard on the floor looking at you all and you hear him just like knock him out knock him out knock him out alright for the sake of brevity we'll say that happens as three on one here yeah Mm -hmm. so you just hit him with the butt of your gun just sweet and you watch it he's just like (laughs) (laughs) alright time to fucking boogie alright with your previous stealth checks you begin running from tree to tree you get to the other side of the hedge and as you get to the other side of the hedge, you look back around and you can see three of the dogs begin running towards you. You watch as you hear this this whistle and you watch as these dogs just like, and they begin running towards you. It's worth noting the spell, uh, Pass Without Trace, um, means we can't be tracked except by magical means. Um, but if he saw us, he saw yeah, us. Yeah, so. he saw you. 
As you sort of bridged a gap from one of the trees to the hedge fence, <laughs> you watch as this dog just sort of looks towards you and three of them just start running. Like, Don't kill the dog. It's not the dog's fault, you know? Like, they're just doing what they probably got beaten to be told to do, you know what I mean? As you debate this in a French accent, <laughs> <laughs> you begin looking towards each other and look towards the hedge. I gesture dogs. My, my head to the side, like, hey, let's 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 jump this hedge. Let's get out of here. Oh, can we like Homer Simpson into this hedge? Stealth check. It's 35. 32. Oh, 27. All right. In unison, looking back towards these dogs, you can see them getting closer and closer towards you, and you three of you just back up. Whilst giving the finger. <laughs> and disappear into the bush. Even though dogs don't understand that. Dogs don't understand <laughs> it. Still cool. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you watch as they, they skid to a halt at the end of this uh, line and you hear them barking on the other side and you guys turn around and walk onto the city streets of Cadmia. Bag full of gold and ledges. And you remember that Dragon told you to meet him at the Groping Marlin Tavern in the eastern side of the Dock Wards. I'm a little astounded mm. slash shocked that we did not kill anybody. No matter what happens, he only wanted the ledges destroyed. Mm. That gold is ours. Oh, absolutely. We don't tell him we grabbed yeah, the gold. there is no gold. There was no gold. Before we get there, I, would, I wouldn't mind actually maybe looking at the ledges to yeah. see all the names. You watch as Drew start reading as you guys are walking in the direction of the Groping Marlin. What names do you see? 21. Right. Oh, noise. These names date back to, some of these names date back to like two or three years. And you can see that the money just seems to be accruing ridiculous amounts of interest. And it's almost criminal. It is criminal. <laughs> <laughs> and as you look towards them, you don't see many names that you recognize having not known many people in this city. But one you do recognize is, is Dragon's name. You see Dragon owes this man a lot of money. Interesting. All right, so you take that as note and then you begin rounding the last corner to the docks where you see this heavy wooden constructed pier and to the edge of it you can see low lights that seem to be on a very on a moored and anchored ship that seems to have been converted into a tavern. We cut to Achilles. Achilles, you having walked your way to the groping marlin, you see the same sight. You see a ship that seems to have its sails down Lights adorning it, and you can see that on the top deck of the ship there seems to be this bar. And behind it you can see this blue female that seems to be standing there serving drinks to various amounts of people. You make your way up the gangplank, move your way to one of the booths, and you sit down. Roll a perception check for me. I was just I was looking at all the tavern signs as we were going past. I saw the groping marlin next to the cuddling dolphin, next to the frisky shark. <laughs> Achilles, you you sit down. And as you sit down and scan the area, you can see three individuals. Two of them seem to be dressed in black leathers and they seem to be holding the arms of one of these individuals that seems to be wearing like a cloth uniform. And you can see that he's this hes this human looking gentleman with this black mat of hair across his face and they're dragging him to the edge of the ship. And you can see that nobody seems to be batting an eye at this. And you can see there's probably five or six patrons in here as well as the bartender. And these two individuals in black drag this guy all the way to the front of the ship and you watch as they begin tying his legs up to this rope. And he's just like struggling, cracks him across the face with an elbow. And you look and he says, you killed one of our brothers, one of the unseen. You don't get away from that. And you watch as they hoik him up. And you watch as he sways him over the edge of the ship. And you watch as they let the rope go. And he falls into the water, splash. As he does that, you hear him scream on the way down. And then you watch as they pull it back up. And as he comes up, he's struggling around on the rope. And he says, it was an accident. It was, a, it was a bar fight. He, he just took a punch. It was wrong. And you watch as they say, we don't care. You kill one of us, we kill you. And you watch as they drop it again. And you watch as he drops down, you watch as they both turn around and leave to sit down and get a drink. And this rope just seems to be dangling. As, you make, as they make their way back to the bartender, you watch as this blue lady that seems to be almost Aquian in her look just sort of looks to them and you can see her basically serving them a drink. As that occurs, you see the figure of Josui, Shavi, and Drew walking up the gangplank to make their way into the tavern. As you guys walk up, what does Achilles see? Badass. I got I got myself <laughs> this new studded leather armor. Proper Michael Jackson. Like, you know, bits of studded steel all the way down it in a cool futuristic dance pattern. I think we're all standing next to each other, but Josui and I are like, Obviously, looking 
to our sides at each other talking yeah, yeah, yeah. and Charlie's three foot here. down yeah. trying to sort of jump up and look I'm, up to be I'm part of the conversation. Pretty much I'm holding both their hands and they're swinging me like a child. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah, going, no, wee! Because <laughs> we just realised how much gold we stole and we're really happy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But for Achilles, who probably hasn't seen Drew before, so probably one of the most horrifying creatures you've ever seen in your life. But Drew's mum always used to tell him every day that he was super handsome. So he thinks he's good looking. He doesn't know otherwise. So you watch as these three individuals begin walking through <clears throat> the deck of this ship, this bar and this tavern. Bartender, whose name you know to be uh, Celine. As you look at Celine, you can see that she is an Aquian woman. You can see that she is wearing this apron and you can see she's got one fin that goes all the way down the back of her neck that seems to act as hair. She looks to you three and gives you a nod. You look very happy tonight, boys. We are. We have had a, a quite a productive night. That is very yep. good to hear. Very good. Can I give you something to rest your weary legs? Yes, please. One of your finest ales for me and my finest. companions. Are you sure you can afford it, Master Drew? <laughs> Last time you came in, you were a little skint. I stand back and I use my action to cast my new item, which is my cloak of billowing. So I stand back, hands on hips, Superman style, and you see my cloak just billow dramatically. She looks around and she <laughs> sees no wind. And she says, did you spend real gold on that item? <laughs> Is that all it does? Worth every penny. Drew, could you please just get the gold out of the bag and give the lady the gold? I want a beer. I flick her a gold. She takes it and she pours you three ales. And as you say that... I'll have an apple juice. She gives you a <laughs> juice box. She gets you a ale and then she slowly slides it back and gives you an apple juice and she drinks the ale. She says, I hope you don't mind. Oh, he's been waiting for you. And she points to a table where you can see a half-orc individual writing something down on a notepad and he says murder boys and you hear all of this as well Achilles come have a seat and you can see that the three of them sit probably about 15 feet away from you Achilles and as you guys make your way over to the table he watches Dragon cracks his knuckles and says how did we go it was easy busy my friend as always he gives a nod and he says true Nice cape. (laughs) (laughs) Taz Dragon looks to you and says, And the ledges? You got the ledges. Consider them destroyed. Roll a deception check. Six. Fuck. (laughs) He looks towards you and he raises an eyebrow and he says, Now so far I've been able to trust you boys with anything. You wouldn't let old Dragon down, would you? We are going to destroy the ledges. They are going to be dealt with. Perhaps you misheard me. I didn't say we destroyed them yet. I said consider them destroyed. He gives a nod and he says, Very well. I thought perhaps you might like to see see us destroy them so we could prove to you that we destroyed them. Seems there is honor among thieves. You watch as, as he says that to you, as he says, I'd like that very much. You watch as the two individuals that seem to be harassing this bloke before move over to your table as they sort of give each other a nudge and you also see this Achilles and you watch as they make their way towards you guys and one of them looks towards you three and says another meeting you guys seem to be getting a lot of jobs lately who did you end up kissing to get all these jobs making your money real fast you've only been here what a week how far away <laughs> is he he's like five feet away from you quick as shit <laughs> whip out my pistol and twirl it and then hold it right underneath his chin and just whisper to him, you might want to shut up when you're talking to the big boys, huh? Roll a deception check with advantage. 17. As you do that, Achilles, you see for the first time this strange looking weapon. A weapon that looks almost like a crossbow, but it doesn't seem to have any firing mechanism. It's a gun. <laughs> but you haven't seen anything like this before in your life. As you look at it, he's pointing it menacingly under the chin of this guy and it's this black iron and it's sheening in what light there is. You watch as this guy almost literally just drops. You can see the soul in him just sort of leaves his body as he looks towards just sweet and he holds up his hands and he says, Right. Message heard. Loud and clear. Now. Don't you, don't you think that there's a reason why we're here? 
and I kind of look at his face and you know how when two people are you're gradually looking at each other, the other one leans forward a little bit really quickly, yeah. like an intimidation. As he does that, he veers back. <laughs> Ally that seemed to be with him also sort of veers back and says, oh my God. And you watch as he moves his way over to the side <laughs> of the ship and vomits. Just <laughs> Now I suggest both of you piss off. You watch as Dragon laughs. He's like, <laughs> oh boys, we're all cut from the same cloth here. Go and enjoy your drinks elsewhere, fellas. And we have some business to talk to. And you watch as they both begin moving their way away. At that, you spend the next 20 or so minutes discussing things with Dragon until another man enters the tavern. You see this guy, very tall, very muscular, goes around and looks through the tavern. You can see his bald head seems to be shining in the light and he has this heavy scar under his eye. As he looks towards you, he points towards Jasui and he says, You! You! And you watch as he makes his way towards you. He says... It was you. I was romancing this professor at the Wasoni Institute and she suddenly stopped talking to me. She said that she met somebody who taught her the beauty of art and the the serenity of a sunset and she said now she knows how a man should talk to a woman. You ruined everything for me. My friend, I ruined nothing for you. Tell all you have to say. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you better stand yourself up because you're about to get a knuckle sandwich and you watch as he goes to punch you. So as he goes to punch me, I quick draw from the hip and fire. All right. And I've met Achilles before. You have, Do I recognize him or see him here? I'd say you would have seen him by now. Yep. Uh, 21. 21. So you definitely hit. As you hit fire, Han Solo style, you watch as the bullet hits him and he goes, what? What is it? And roll your damage. 12 points of damage. All right, cool. As you hit him, you watch as he takes a step backwards and he looks down and he says, he reaches over his his shoulder, he looks over his shoulder and he says, boys, and he's almost like fearful in the way that he says it and you guys need to roll initiative. You watch as the bullet hits him directly into the chest and it starts to seep blood across and he's just shocked. He calls over his shoulder to get the boys in and you watch as he just draws this heavy club from his waist and you watch as he's about to strike you with it. Achilles, you have a chance to act first if you want to, your initiative being the highest. Then I need him alive. I need him out of the way. So you watch then as this massive Goliath individual gets up from the table that is adjacent from you guys, and he's probably the biggest guy in the room. You watch as he darts across the bar, gets right in front of the guy who's about to raise this club at Je Suis. And what would you like to do? Already an attack, so I'm going to attack. All right, go for it. Roll your attack. Get some battle axe up in you. 17. You 17 nice. definitely hit. 14. Do you want to kill him? Because this will kill him if you want to. Or knock him out. Nah, fuck it, kill him. All right, so you... <laughs> <laughs> you preached to me such a good guy. <sighs> you watch then as this massive individual in one swift motion knocks his chair backwards, swips himself across the bar, moves in front of you, puts a hand on you, Jusui, to push you back. And in another motion, he takes his battle axe out and lops this guy's head off. You watch as it bounces across the floor and his body slowly falls after. Damn, that's some badass shit. Achilles? I'm looking at it. I, I recognize this dude. Like, I don't know how much time we have between sort of turns in combat, but I definitely recognize him and see what's happening. So I think maybe once these guys are dealt with, we need to catch up with this guy. All right, so at that... Shavi, it's your turn. You watch down the gangplank as these two individuals begin running in. They haven't seen what's happened to their ally yet, but you can see two of these boys just sort of draw cutlasses and begin staunchly walking inside. Can I hide and delay? Yeah, so you move yourself under the table and behind your suite and you bonus action pop out your blades and then your action will be delayed until what what triggers it? When they're closing. Okay, sweet. So you're just waiting under the table, blades drawn. You watch as the tattoos on your arm flare. And the blades appear in your hand. Just sweet, you're up. All right, so I'm gonna walk like just around the bar, right? Just like straight up in front, so I can see these two lads. And I've got both pistols drawn, and I'm just looking down the the barrels at both these dudes as they walk in with cutlasses, going, "Do you want to play tango?" Roll an intimidation check. Ooh. They get their cutlasses, they look towards each other and they say, two verse one, I'm pretty sure we can take you, son. All right. And then I attack. Go for it. Roll your one. Uh, 13 plus six is a 19. Hit. That's eight. And then with my bonus action, I let rip with the other. Go for it. 
That is a fuck 13. That hits. Oh, sweet. Are you hitting the same Where dude or a different dude? Is. Uh, the second dude. Okay. So both of them are taking a shot. Yep. Ooh, 12. Both points of damage, nice. Yeah. Both of them take a bullet. One of them hits in the shoulder. The other one grazes him in the thigh. And you watch as they take a stumble and they look and says, what is this? And you watch as they, they will rush you. Drew, you're up. Awesome. I am going to cast Ice Knife. So what everyone else sees beside me is, oh, can I see them from there? I would say you'd have to move into line of sight. Okay, well, I can move into line of sight and then, uh, yeah, 60 foot range. So you run in directly behind uh, Je Sui and as you get there, you sort of put a hand on his shoulder and then mm-hmm. cast over his shoulder at yep. these guys. Exactly. So uh, I'm sure we've all seen Frozen, see the, the queen where she does the little flicking arms around and you see like ice and stuff pop out. So you guys see a shard of ice fling at the, the, the closest guy, the first guy, and they're standing mm-hmm. next to each other. They are. Awesome. So it's a hit. Damn, that is a nine. Nine, unfortunately, misses. So you watch this That's ice okay. knife, this beautiful flourish like mm-hmm. Elsa from Frozen, from this ugly. <laughs> he watches it hits a house and just psh, sprays across in this fractal of ice. That's okay. Hit or miss, the shard then explodes, <laughs> and it's 2d6 uh, cold damage to anyone within five feet that gets hit. So both of them, right. which is nine. Ooh, nine, nine to hit. both? You kill them both. <laughs> oh, boom, so, boom. So I missed with the shot, but explodes and kills them both. Yeah, yeah. So as you miss, it shoots oh, directly shit. between them, and they look towards you and said, "Missed, ugly." And then as you say <laughs> that, the ice shard just <laughs> explodes, and they just get stabbed from the back with these icicles. And as they do, they both fall forward and flop off the gangplank and into the water below. I believe we owe your friend a drink. What's your name, son? You're very large. I should probably take the child's drink hiding under the table. Ah, but you did not see him until the last moment, eh? Nobody saw him. He was under the table. That's what I was trying to do. <clears throat> so I look at him and then I say, Achilles, Achilles, is that, that you, right? Yes. Yes. I am Achilles. Achilles, okay. So I, I look at everyone and I say, Achilles, on my way into, into the city, into town not too long ago, I found Achilles, like, passed out, not looking well. On the, on the road, and he had with him uh, a, a letter to the Valiant Odyssey's guild. So I actually helped him get to the guild and spoke to Arden about Achilles and dropped him off there. Ah, you altruistic so-and-so. <laughs> you are astray, yes? Did you I, give him mouth to mouth? I don't even remember it. I would. I was obviously fucking blasted that day. <laughs> <laughs> Too many apple juices. You watch as... Can I loot the bodies first? Absolutely. As this conversation's happening, just sweet is looting. Yes. From the individual that is now headless, you take a letter from his back pocket and you can see it's addressed to him from a lady called uh, Claire. And you can see that it, it says he's not interested in you anymore. I've seen the light of day. You see this immaculately constructed letter that seems to talk about how a beautiful elf and swooned her off her feet and she'd never known anything like it and she knows how she should be treated now. Bummer. I guess I, I look at Achilles and I say, what brings you to this neck of the woods? Not somewhere I figured we'd find you. I'm here looking for someone. I think I might have found them. Just sweet. And I just guessingly point towards the high, the high elf that's sort of trying to take shit off yeah. of the dead bodies as we speak. You watch as Dragon says, you know my name? You seem to be a very popular man tonight, Jusui. This is bullshit. I do nothing. I love the ladies and the men, they want to fight me. I don't know why. Do you know the meaning of the word low profile? Look, we owe this man a drink and a conversation at the very least. Just so you know, Achilles, wasn't it? Yes. He stands up and he's, he's a muscular figure too and he says, Dragon. Just so you know, we could have handled that without you. But we're appreciative for the help. Conversation with Sui means a lot to me. And he watches the four of you and Dragon take a seat. He says, I'll get the next drink. You all can have your private discussion. And he watches he leaves you for a moment. So, my friend, what did you want to say to me? I have someone that would very much like a conversation with you. And who is this? Of your time. Who is this person that wants to pay for my time? We seem to have a common interest. Your people. Are you still in touch with your people? My people, I am sitting with my people. What do you mean, my people? Yeah, we're people. Child, please shut up. <laughs> hey, hey, I have watched this child rip the gooch out of many a man. 
I'd be careful with what you say to him. Yeah, I just want to flex out a little bit and say, calm down. So I'll get you to roll, let's say athletics check. You're just imposing your form upon him. 18. Well, yeah, no, in that case, yeah, I will definitely do the same thing. Right. And I'll be like in my little high chair and I'm going to be like. You guys begin to hear this clinking and as you look towards Shavi, you can see the plates of his armor are just shaking as his muscles are tensing <laughs> underneath. And I just tell him, do you talk big for such a little man? <laughs> my friend, you want me to have this conversation. You refuse to tell me who this conversation is with. And then you ask me about my people, the high elves. I understand what you are saying. What you are not seeing is why the fuck would I help you? I believe that we could be friends. I don't see any reason why this needs to be harder than it is. There is no reason why it needs to be harder than it is. You are giving me no reason to do this thing with you. There is no reward. There is no gold. There is no jewels. How the fuck am I supposed to get myself new shiny things mm. without any incentive to you for my time? You you are not a very good businessman. Based on, based on your shiny armor and your shiny guns, I see money is not a problem for you. Because I do not give my time away for free. You watch as Dragon comes back and he says, he's very good at everything he tries. He sits down and distributes ale. And as he sits down and joins the conversation. Yeah, I look at Achilles and I say, Achilles, you definitely look to have yourself very handy in a, in a fight or in a, in a scuffle. Um, and I look to the guys and I think maybe we could use another, another comrade, someone to you know, help us out in future endeavors in a brawl. Are you suggesting that he signs a working arrangement contract with us? This is like an insurance policy. You do a job for me. He ensures you stay alive. It's a win-win for me. He needs just we alive. I need you three alive. I see no problem with this. I hear you have another job for us. Of course I have another job for you and it's a big one. You! Well then, I guess I, I look at Achilles and I say we understand that you want just we alive so maybe it's worth our time to hear out the conversation with you know who we who we stated wants to have with just we for potentially a little bit of your time I, and uh bulging biceps i was, through, I was gonna look at just we and say i will help you you help me well I cannot have the conversation with your friend for a few days anyway. I've got to check and see if certain contacts are still in certain positions back home. So how about you help us with this job? We make some money and then maybe once I get some information, I have a conversation. How about this? Okay. Says Dragon. How about as you discussed, Achilles will help you to do the job I'm about to give you and in return you will at least meet with his contact and then seek your information. Do I get to know who I am meeting? Would you like it if information was squeezed out of you, Jusui? I'm sure he will reveal in time when he learns to trust you. What if I'm meeting some random six-armed hell beast that is going to devour me? I look at Jusui and I say, I, I can tell you've definitely met a, a lot of random folk or two for... Yeah, some short experiences a couple of times in the past. Am I wrong? <laughs> you are not wrong, my friend. I know some people. And you've, I, you've come out well on top of all of those, haven't you? If I had no interest in keeping you alive, I wouldn't have bothered interfering. He looks towards you all and Dragon says, Well, now that that is settled, I have some good news. Some fruits of your labor has come across my table. Do you remember the priestess that you liberated from the Corellian jail? Ooh, yeah. yeah you don't want to cross Tezenless. Speaking of him, that flamboyant pirate and his priestess were able, they were able to decipher one of the pages of the Spiritbound Tome, a page that they then gifted to us in return for your work. Ooh. Now it seems that this page is directions to a trove of convergence. Now history tells that the trove of convergence is where threads of possibility, life, and the arcane meet. We need this trove, and will give us plenty of leverage amongst all of the parties within Cadmia. And as part of the Unseen, well, we will need it in the future if we were to thrive. So, your job is to find this trove 
and retrieve what knowledges it has, or it will give us a big advantage in the coming days. He looks towards you and says, this page it says, and you watch as he actually pulls it out and puts it on the table, and it seems to be this uh, rugged-looking A4 sheet that seems to have tattered edges, parchment-looking, and there's all these runic symbols on it, and you can see there's this map that seems to be revealed in purple ink. And he says, the priestess was able to decipher the code and provide us with this map. Now the map shows the precise location to the entryway to the trove. But unfortunately we don't know how to get there. We're hoping you should shed some insight. He looks and he says, The trove here? Well it says that the entry to this trove is it's guarded by a guardian. A guardian that you have to grant favor with in order to pass. Now the guardian resides in a crescent moon-shaped pool. There's a waterfall within this pool. This is supposed to reside in the spine wood. Roll a history check, Drew. You know that this crescent moon-shaped pool is hidden deep within the forest of the spine wood to the northwest. And you know that because you've been there before. Mm-hmm. You've been there before because you grew up there and your mother used to bathe you in that pool when you were small. Lovely. As you look towards the map and you can see this crescent moon-shaped lake inside the wood, you get this familial sort of tweak as you look towards it and Dragon just sort of pauses and looks amongst you. So I, look, I guess I look to Dragon and I go, Spinewood, and explain to him that this is, yeah, a place I've been before. Spent some time there when I was young. Then Drew can lead you exactly to where we need to go. From what I've heard, this wood is not easily entered and it has many magical safeguards. You've been there and you've grown up there. You'll know all about it. Retrieve this trove and we will be able to gain an advantage in what's coming. You heard the whispers. The whispers around the town. There is a man in black. A man in black that resides in shadow. He's very powerful very influential. We want to be on the right side of him when all the cards fall. So the more we have now, the better our chances will be with this man in black when he shows his face. And he gives a nod to you guys. You happy to assist in the finding of this trove of Master Achilles? As per our deal, just we, I will help you. So that he will help me. And we have an accord, and he holds up his drink for a cheers. Huzzah! And he drinks. I also <laughs> drink. That does it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next time to catch up with our heroes. And make sure you're also following our socials at Instagram so you can keep up with all the show announcements, artwork, episodes, and giveaways. We can't wait to hear from you. And remember... Share this podcast to anyone who can't get enough of good stories, geeks out over narrative roleplay, and loves D&D. We'll see you next time.